0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the PJB Sports Pod. Hello and welcome to my 2022 Abu Dhabi Grand Prix preview episode. This is the final race of the 2022 Formula One World Championship. Um, It's crazy how fast it's gone by. At some point, it's felt like it's dragged Um, getting here. Now that we're here, it feels like it's all flown by. Um, apologies if I didn't do the Sao Paulo Grand Prix justice with how amazing that race was. Um, I'm likely going to do a, um, either ranking of best races or my top five to ten races with short overviews of each of them after this race has been completed, so I'm um, gonna try to get a Race Rewind episode out for one of the old Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. Grands Prix, whatever the plural of Grand Prix is, um... So I'll try to get an old Race Rewind out before the race takes place this weekend. Um, This will be my preview, um, a little bit on the track and its history, some storylines to follow throughout the weekend, um, and then my predictions for the weekend and podium prediction. So yes, 2022 Abu Dhabi Grand Prix, the track and its history. It's the Yas Marina circuit on um, Yas Marina on the islands off of Abu Dhabi um the track itself is 5.281 kilometers in length or 3.281 miles with a grand prix distance of 58 laps around the circuit for a total of 306.183 kilometers or 190.253 miles this track contains 16 turns nine to the left and seven to the right with two drs zones the first comes down the long back straight between turns five and six the second coming between turns 7 and 9, with the kink in the middle being considered turn 8, kind of like turn 2 at the Red Bull Ring for the Austrian Grand Prix. Isn't really a turn, just more of a kink in the road, and is considered a turn. The winningest driver in the history of this event since 2009 is Lewis Hamilton with 4 victories. The winningest constructor is Mercedes with 6 victories. The track, as I said, obviously started in 2009 with the first Abu Dhabi Grand Prix, Um, The track made by Herman Tilke um, sucked, to put it nicely. Modifications were made for the 2021 Grand Prix last year, removing the opening chicane from the laps, making the first hairpin elongated to carry more speed down the back straight. Um, And then the chicane following the second long back straight and DRS zone was removed and made one long sweeping corner. The hotel... Uh, section corners were widened to make a higher speed third sector as well as well as the final two corner sequence before the start finish straight so that's the um modifications changes whatever you'd like to call them to the original circuit otherwise still in its current form or certain (laughs) current form original form um anyways so now let's go to some storylines to follow We do have a few battles in the championship up and down the uh, order. I'll go with the two, three big ones battles for second in the Drivers' Championship. I went over last episode. Sergio Perez and Charles Leclerc entered this weekend tied on 290 points in their battle for second in this championship. The Drivers' Red Bull have never achieved a 1 2 finish in the Drivers' Championship in the team's history. Obviously, as I mentioned before, if both drivers were to fail to score points, Charlotte Claire would finish ahead since he has won more races. We also have, at the top of the grid, the battle for second and fourth in the Constructors' Championship. Uh, Mercedes are 19 points behind Ferrari for second in the Constructors' title. Uh, the same 19 points separate McLaren from Alpine in the battle for P4 in the Constructors, with Alpine leading into the weekend. Um... Yes, don't think I have anything more to add to that now that I've just thought more about it. Uh, (laughs) We have uh, Daniel Ricciardo getting a grid drop for this race after the collision with Kevin Magnussen at the Sao Paulo Grand Prix that resulted in neither driver completing a single lap in Sunday's Grand Prix race. Uh, Daniel Ricciardo was given the post-race penalty of a three-place grid drop for the final Grand Prix of the season and his McLaren stint. Leclerc is showing frustration with Ferrari. This has been a growing feeling, but a couple of incidents over the weekend had Charles obviously upset with his team. During qualifying, Leclerc was sent out on intermediate tires when the track was in dry conditions with no rain being reported around the circuit. Um, When he returned for a change to slick set of tires, the team didn't have the tires ready and were quite literally handing the tires over top of him in the cockpit from one side of the car to the other. Um, And then during the race... Charles was asking for a position swap with teammate Carlos Sainz to help in his battle with Sergio Perez for P2 in the Drivers' Championship. He said in the, after the race Sorry, that he was more mad in the heat of the moment, but from what he said on the radio, he definitely wasn't happy about his wishes being rejected. And not only were they rejected, but Ferrari didn't even mention the idea of the position swap to Sainz at all um, when this was mentioned to Carlos in the media pen post-race. Sines was even visibly shocked that Charles even requested the swap, but said he completely understood why he wanted it and would have done it had he been asked to do it. Speaking of Ferrari, we have the team boss drama. Um, Ferrari had to deny rumors that Alfa Romeo team principal Frederick Vassur will replace Mattia Bonato in 2023. The respected Italian publication Gazzetta dello Sport claimed that on Tuesday it was definitive Ferrari chairman John Elkin had already made the decision that 2022 would be Benato's final campaign in charge of the Scuderia, ending a run of being team principal since 2019. Vassour has built strong relationships with the senior management of Stellantis, the parent company of Ferrari and Alfa Romeo, and has also worked with Charles Leclerc in the past. His ART organization ran Charles Leclerc through karting and GP3, with Vassour also working with Leclerc leclerc in his rookie season in 2018 at sauber ferrari released a statement saying quote in relation to speculation in certain media regarding scuderia ferrari team principal mattia benato's position ferrari states that these rumors are totally without foundation End quote with leclerc's frustration building and the team's continued mistakes seemingly every race weekend it wouldn't be surprising to see the team change um, something when they you know, they haven't shied away from doing this after a run of disappointing seasons in the past. Interestingly enough, Gazetta did report that Benato was going to take over for former team leader Maurizio Eriva Bene in 2018, well before the announcement was actually made. So maybe they're on to something, huh? Some more drama, interteam drama, shall we say. We have Red Bull. Red Bull told Sergio Perez to move out of the way for Max Verstappen to go overtake Fernando Alonso and Charles Leclerc in the Sao Paulo Grand Prix to aid Sergio Perez in the fight for P2 in the title, and Max wouldn't swap back when he failed to overtake the cars ahead. Max said on the radio after, on the way back to the pit lane, he has his reasons and quote stood by them, and also added, don't ask me these things again. His reasons, so to speak, are the allegations that Sergio Perez wrecked on his own on purpose at Monaco during qualifying to prevent Max Verstappen from improving on his final flying lap. I'd like to add that I think this is the dumbest thing uh, because if you go back and watch qualifying, Charles Leclerc's on pole. Carlos Sainz is P3, Max is P4, and Sergio is P2. Uh, So I have no idea what great benefit Sergio is going to get from wrecking and having Max go ahead of him. But regardless of um me saying these things uh, Dutch media alleges that Perez later admitted he spun on purpose to helmet Marco and Christian Horner who then told Verstappen Sergio Perez on the radio after the race said that Verstappen failing to follow these team orders quote shows who he really is I'd have to agree Sergio Perez assisted Max in winning two World Drivers Championship and Max gives him absolutely nothing in return without Sergio constantly moving out of the way this season and not racing his teammate at all or um, walking through the final sector of Abu Dhabi for Max to make up eight seconds on Lewis Hamilton. That completely changed the outcome of the race. Um, Think of the 8 to 12 seconds that Hamilton lost battling with Perez over the course of the two, three laps they were together last season at Abu Dhabi, and he easily could have afforded that pit stop that caused all of the drama during the safety car without having to worry about the positioning of Max Verstappen. The best part about this, though, is that Max said he would definitely help Checo and Abu Dhabi to get P2 in the Drivers' Championship if he could, which makes absolutely no sense because it won't make any sort of difference seeing as the battle is between Perez and Leclerc at Abu Dhabi. Whoever is ahead in the race will finish ahead in the championship. So, good thing. Thank you, Max. Good guy, Max, for giving up a position ahead of you for Sergio when it will make absolutely no difference to the result of the championship battle at that point. Um, silly season drama is almost, almost done. Uh, Haas are set to replace Mick Schumacher with Nico Hulkenberg alongside of Kevin Magnussen. This was reported by Build, the German media outlet. This will, of course, be a more veteran-led team than Haas would have had the last two seasons, but more surefire hands behind the wheel and better communication for development of the car will be a great help to the Haas F1 team. The suck my balls memes uh, will be great going back and forth with those two as teammates, but the two have been said to have gotten over their previous feud. Excuse me. Although Mick Schumacher seems to be out of Formula One, I'd just like to remind you that Logan Sargent needs to place in the top six of Formula Two this season to qualify for Formula One with the Super License Points issues. Should Sargent fail to do so, the rumors are that Mick may may be one of Williams' first choices to fill the vacant seat. Now we're going to go over my predictions for the weekend. I went for the the three big title championships that I discussed earlier, my predictions for them, and then two in the actual race. So, championship predictions. First one, Mercedes to overtake Ferrari and the constructors. My podium prediction will clarify this one a little bit later on, but I don't see Ferrari as the first or second fastest car this weekend, um, with the long straights benefiting the Red Bull and the high-to-medium-speed corners favoring the Mercedes. Leclerc could possibly pull a rabbit out of his hat in qualifying, but once the race starts, I think Ferrari will play not second, but third fiddle this weekend and fall behind in the constructors chase. Uh, Next up, I said Leclerc will beat Perez in the drivers. I think Perez's performances have dipped towards the end of the season and Leclerc has been consistent with himself. The low results throughout being those with strategy blunders, engine penalties, or driver errors resulting in missed opportunities. My last last championship-related prediction is Alpine to finish fourth in the Constructors. A 19-point gap to McLaren seems like a lock. McLaren have only scored 20 or more points twice this season, and Alpine would have to fail to score themselves for that to come to fruition. Although with Alpine's reliability woes this year, it's not out of the question that McLaren could make a significant amount of these points back up. My first race-related prediction, I said Nicholas Latifi to crash out of the Grand Prix. Just for the heck of it, let's do a throwback to 2021's race when Latifi shook up the world for a crash that caused him to receive death threats on social media for the championship results. Obviously, that's not something that I enjoy. Um, doesn't make me happy to know that that happened. It really sucks to see how this year has played out for him, especially after seeing he was beating George Russell and qualifying towards the end of last season in Equal Machinery but I just think that in his last race for the team, Nicky might push a bit too hard and end his race and his career early. My last prediction is Daniel Ricciardo and Sebastian Vettel both miss points in their final races. Danny Rick is going to likely start in the bottom five after his grid penalty is applied, barring a superhuman qualifying performance, and the Aston Martin has been so inconsistent that I don't feel Seb can pull out a point-scoring effort between the emotions of his final race and the inability of the car itself to... um actually race someone else my podium prediction for the race is Hamilton Russell Leclerc Uh, I think the Mercedes are doing way better at this point in the season if you don't believe me go back and check Brazil where they blew everyone else out of the water the Red Bulls couldn't even keep pace and I think Leclerc will find a way to be best of the rest and beat out Perez um, for P2 and the drivers so those are my predictions let me know what you think and I'll talk to you after the race bye bye